coach of the fighting oysters of inept tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. to look forward to work uh, so much. Funny how as you get older, and I'm in my 70s, you start to look more for the, the weekend, right? Funny how that happens. Good morning, it's a Friday. 62 degrees, sunny outside. Gonna get up to 76 today. 78 tomorrow. A little bit of rain maybe tomorrow. And Sunday as well. Sunday the warmest, 884. So, um, just plan your weekend for that. Yeah, enjoy this nice weather because uh, if you look ahead there, to what is it monday the next uh few days after monday yeah thunderstorm yeah look at the temperatures 95 96 yeah roasty toasty yeah i've had a number of people send me a little note about uh, you know this this uh tornado right that um was was uh, widely covered in the news at Vant in advance saying thunder uh, uh, tornado po- warnings and all of that and um, I said yeah it was is fascinating to watch but really uh, I not that I know of yet did it touch down anywhere and um, now am I wrong with that no you're not because I thought the same thing when someone told me yesterday that we had not one but two of them here in this area and I'm thinking I don't think we did now the closest one that I saw on Channel 4 News had it in the Hocking Hills area okay and they're saying that it is still to be determined if it was indeed exactly a tornado yes and I got a note from uh uh, one of my friends in the Hocking Hills area saying that their home was just miles from that disturbance, yet their power was not interrupted. Huh. <clears throat> well, um, you know, this summer we've had an, an unusually high number of power outages, but it wasn't because of weather. It's because of replacement of lines, upgrading of uh, power lines and things like that. Yeah been particularly uh, hurtful here at the radio station because well we have property up on Peach Ridge and they replaced all of that stuff and then down on the Armitage Road a lot of where their main trunks are are being uh, replaced and that 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 happens that can happen any day because they're they're working on it uh, all summer long 
Yeah, and I, I saw crews on East State Street, too, that were uh, doing some new wiring there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, when typically when the power's out down there, it's out here, too, on the Columbus Road area. As, uh, what is it, is it the uh, Stroud's Run substation probably? Could be. Serves this area and the East State Street area. Well, good morning, folks. It is the 10th day of June, June 10th, 2022. Uh, In terms of, uh, you know, National Day calendar, today is National Movie Night, National Iced Tea Day. Yum. National Egg Roll Day. Yum. Yes. (laughs) I'm particularly fond of Asian food. Anyway, going on, National Herbs and Spices Day, National Black Cow Day, and National Ballpoint Pen Day. (laughs) That ranks right up there with the National Number 2 Pencil Eraserhead Day. Have we had such a thing? Yes. Okay. Paperclip. You know, now I'm very fond of fountain pens. Um, as opposed to ballpoint pens. But I have had a devil of a time finding them anymore. And when I do, they just don't write very well. They just don't make them like they used to, do they? But the old Schaefer's. The little cartridges? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I wish I could find those again. But I've tried several different brands that are well-known and make wonderful ballpoint pens, only to be disappointed by the uh, fountain pen uh, version that they make. Yeah. Have you you looked online? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. I haven't tried every brand, so I'm sure there's good ones out there. Yeah, well, I mean the Schaefer's in particular. Yeah. Yeah, those are but I mean, good ones. Schaefer used to make, you know, just for the average student, not the fancy ones. Yeah. Now, the fancy ones, they work great, of course, but they're expensive. Yes, they are, but they are nice. And, and they're kind of a pain because they don't use cartridges. You have to yeah. take that little hidden handle and and vacuum the, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. the, the ink the up into the cartridge. Right, right. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't expand on Black Cow Day. I was kind of waiting. Okay. Okay, I'm well. I'm going to pick one out here, see which one. How about you do this? He'll say. Black Cow Day. National Black Cow Day. Do you know what that is? It's also known as a root beer float. Oh, really? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Each year on June 10th, it is recognized as an ice cream float beverage. No kidding. Also known as a root beer float. That's right. The beverage made with root beer and vanilla ice cream was also called a black cow. It was originally made with vanilla ice cream, but sometimes it's made with chocolate ice cream. I've never heard the expression. Or even a plain cola flavor. 
root beer float was a root beer float, not a black cow. Yeah, well, Frank J. Weisner of Cripple Creek, Colorado, gets the credit for inventing the black cow way back in August of 1893. I like him. I just didn't know it was called that. Yeah. He was the uh, owner of the Cripple Creek Cow Mountain Gold Mining Company. It's a shame that the company's title is so short. Yeah. they Don't they need a few more descriptive words yeah, in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I just thought they were talking about black cows. <laughs> I mean, animals. I remember, okay... Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there like a sucker or kind of like a caramel treat back in the day in the 60s or so called a black cow? Not that I remember. Okay. I thought there was some kind of candy flavor on a stick named a black cow. Maybe not. My my parents were not... Um, they did not allow me to pursue candy a great deal. A little bit. But, um, so, so my knowledge of candy as a child was somewhat limited. Well. <clears throat> and I'm not complaining. It was great. Yeah. It was I a treat had. when you got it then, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I just found a black cow candy. No kidding. Yeah. Boy, these darn computers. How about it? How about it? So what it is what's what we got to they, see? They they apparently were basically a slow poke dipped in a chocolate flavored covering. And uh the new black cow is a one and a half ounce chocolate caramel bar. Hmm. Or you can get black cow candy on a stick. Well you take chocolate and caramel. I mean it's got to be good. Oh, yeah. Yep, it uh, can't go wrong there. Who makes black cow candy? Originally released back in the 1920s by Holloway, who also are the makers of Milk Duds. Yeah. I always liked Milk Duds. Yeah. I used to get a box of those at the uh, before we went into the movie theater. Well. And didn't eat them. Down in... Um, <laughs> That was when they were a, a quarter and not $10 now. I used to get my hair cut down by, um, oh, I can't even remember that, the community's names anymore. Um, but it was on High Street, just south of Worthington. And there was um, a drugstore right next door. Started with Z. And it was a famous family. So, let's see, name a famous golfer from Columbus. Uh, well, Jack Nicholas is the it one. It was Nichols. Okay, Nicholas Drugstore. Oh, okay. The, the family owned drugstore. Oh. I was trying to come up with a... <laughs> Someone named with a name. Z. The game was I, I, Z. Yeah. I just was wrong. I meant N. Okay. The Golden Bear. So um, his family owned several drugstores in Columbus. 
and it was right next to the barber shop I attended. And so I go over there and get milk duds and mm. things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a treat right after the haircut. Oh golly, I'm starting to reminisce here. There was there was a restaurant right across the street. St. Michael's uh, School was right there, but there was a restaurant across the street that was spectacular and well-known. You know, I need to drive that stretch and see if any of those places still exist. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Check it out. Bring back some childhood happenings there. Milk duds. Better get a box of milk duds while you're doing it. Sure. While you're driving by there. It's cool to reminisce like that. It makes me yeah, think about it. It's nicer to do it with someone, and of course, oh yeah, I don't have someone to do that with presently. But um, because you want to tell the story, you know? Sure. Yep. Oh, well, let's see here. Let's move on. Um, okay. So how about historical events? On this day in history, June 10th, the year was 1190. The Third Crusade, Holy Holy Roman Emperor Frederick I, Barbarossa, drowns while crossing the uh, Salaf River. This would have been in modern Turkey, uh, leading an army to Jerusalem. I would say he wasn't very prepared. Doesn't sound like it. No. 1786, a landslide dam on the Dadu River caused by an earthquake 10 days earlier collapses, killing 100,000 people in the Sichuan province of China. 1898, the U.S. Marines land in Cuba during the Spanish-American War. Let me just step aside for a second. Just seeing the word Cuba made me think of it. Um, what places are there in the world that you would love to see that you haven't seen? Oh, <clears throat> one of the places you lived, Hawaii, yeah. is one. The beaches of Normandy is another one. Okay. Um, Italy. And I think I would enjoy Switzerland, too. I was watching a documentary last night called Mighty Trains, mm-hmm. and they showed uh, this one tourist train going way up into the mountains oh, yeah. in yeah. the Alps. It just those are some that come to mind. Well, you know, those are all neat places, certainly. But I, I do have a, um, a desire to visit Cuba. And just seeing that word a moment ago made me mention it. You know, we have a nice little Cuban restaurant here in town, Seoul, down on East State. And uh, Tootie and Todd are the owners. Tootie's family is um, Cuban origin. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, she had a sister that Nick dated for quite a while. Um, 
Yeah, he Lil- Lily. Lily. Yeah, he mentioned that to me one time. <clears throat> but I, I do like. Um, I think I would like Cuba. Well, you may have to look into that. Yep, some point. Maybe bucket list. I'm, I'm guessing they might have a cigar or two there. You might enjoy. I do like a cigar. Yes, you do. 1916, the Great Arab Revolt begins against the ruling Ottoman Turks. 1963, the U.S. Equal Pay Act signed into law by President then John F. Kennedy. Boy, I would it's, it's hard you, how you lose track. 1977, the Apple computer ships its first Apple II computer. Okay, what was my first computer? It was it was weird shaped. <laughs> A lot of them were. <laughs> um, it was all in one piece. You didn't have a monitor that was separate. It was built into the cabinet. Yeah. I think it was made by Apple. I want to say Galaxy, but that's not right. It was... Oh, someone helped me out. Remember those? 592-6646. The old Apple computers that were all in one plastic box. The screen was probably 8 inches wide, maybe 10. No, I'd say more like 8. What was that called? I think I still have one on the shelf somewhere. Oh, yeah? That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm trying to find something on the history of computers here to maybe help you out. It was a very popular model for quite some time. Oh, well. Was it a Mac or anything like that? Yes, a Macintosh. Okay. And was that Apple? Yeah. Okay, Apple Macintosh. Mm -hmm. You got it. Thank you. Good job, Scott. (laughs) I, okay. I come up with one every now and then. There you go. <laughs> okay, 2003, the Spirit Revo- the Spirit Rover is launched, beginning NASA's Mars Exploration Rover mission. Okay, here's the part you always look forward to. Oh, yes, and here we go. Famous birthdays. <clears throat> Hattie McDaniel, born in 1895, died in 1952. Boy, do I remember her. Uh, She has such a glow about her face. Um, Finding anything back there? Yes, Hattie McDaniel. I was waiting for you to uh, continue your description there. Hattie McDaniel was an American actress, singer, songwriter, and comedian for her role as Mammy in Gone with the Wind. She won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, becoming the first African-American to win an Oscar. She was great in that movie. 
She was also in Beulah, a movie in 1950, The Little Colonel in 1935, and Imitation of Life in 1934. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah. Okay, um, the next one we all have heard of, Judy Garland, born in 1922 on this date, died in 1969. Now, I've seen... Many films, many pictures of her. Uh, the particular one they have in this uh, article is not familiar to me. She looks quite different than most of her others. Hmm. Anyway, Judy Garland, and we mo- we shouldn't need to tell you too much about her. Yeah. Um, speaking of classic films like uh, with Gone with the Wind. Mm. Many of moviegoers, movie fans, know her uh, for playing the part of Dorothy Gale in The Wizard of Oz. She was uh, critically acclaimed for many different roles throughout her career, but she is uh, mostly identified with The Wizard of Oz. She was also in the movie 1954's A Star is Born and from 1948, Easter Parade. Mm-hmm. Okay, Prince Philip is next mentioned. Born in 1921 on this date, died in um, 2021. Uh, made it uh, basically 100 years. And, um, of course, he was... Um, the husband of Queen Elizabeth II. Right, we've celebrated her so much recently. Yes. As such, he was the consort of the British monarch from her accession as queen in February of 1952 until his passing um, in April of 2021, making him the longest-serving royal consort in history. You know... It would have been most interesting to watch the chemistry of that family or any family in that role. Um, You know, I hate to use stereotypes, but males like to be leaders right in a certain way Um, but I would have to think in this environment the queen was the leader and you know how much input or suggestion opportunity did he have Um, militarily he held a leadership role. I don't know, but you know, when you talk about genders and personalities and responsibilities, um, royal titles can certainly make things different. You know what I mean? 
or at least I can get guessing still. Okay, let's let's move on. So the last person I have, she looks familiar, but I don't really, I don't recognize the name. But uh, it's her 39th birthday today, Lily Sobieski, um, actress. I know I've seen her in something. Her eyes are very distinctive to me, and her facial shape. Lily Sobieski. Leilani Rudabet Gloria Elsveta Lily Sobieski. Wow. She needs a few more names there, too, right? Just yeah. like the other yeah. description. She is an American artist and retired actress. Retired? Yes, she achieved fame in her teens with roles in films such as Deep Impact, Eyes Wide Shut, Joyride Here on Earth, and The Glass House. And none of those shows I've seen. Have you? I've seen Eyes Wide Shut, okay. yeah. But uh, there must be so many films that are worthwhile that I've never seen. She left Hollywood because she did not like the industry and wanted to focus on being a mother. Uh, she is quoted as saying, I do not do movie stuff anymore. She told the U.S. Weekly in a rare 2016 interview, and the former actor called herself an outsider, and she said she was dedicated to being present in her parenting journey. Okay, we have uh, two famous deaths to bring out, although they're only mercy. They're only two thousand years apart. <laughs> okay, you'll see. So first of all, we have Alexander the Great, who was born in three fifty six B.C., died in three twenty three B.C. Alexander the Great, and of course we don't have a photograph of him. We have a some sort of artist's um, rendering of him. Yes, Alexander the Third of Macedon, commonly known as Alexander the Great, was a king of the ancient Greek kingdom of Macedon. At the age of twenty, he succeeded his father Philip the Second of Macedon to the throne upon the latter's assassination at the wedding of Cleopatra of Macedon in October 336 B.C. Hmm. Wow. Okay. The next one. Born in 1940, died in 2002. John Gotti. He... He was a bad guy, wasn't he? Yeah. What's his story? Um, G-O-T-T-I. Yeah, I think there's two of them. John Joseph Gotti, Jr., uh, this is the one I think they're to which they are referring, was an American gangsta and boss of the Gambino crime family in New York City. He died at the United States Medical Center for Federal Prisoners in Springfield, Missouri. All right. 
there's anything else here worth his net worth at his death was 30 million dollars and you wonder how that came about yeah they say crime don't pay never mind we didn't say that okay so we talked about this yesterday we're gonna do it again five dollars per gallon i think you know what i mean And it says the national average of gas prices across the United States is on track to pass $5 per gallon this weekend, according to industry groups. The rise is the continuation of a a month-long run of record prices and marks the first time the threshold has been passed since the widespread adoption of automobiles. Analysts have pointed to summer demand, refinery bottlenecks, and the effect of the war in Ukraine on global markets as primary factors. Some experts project crude oil prices to reach as high as $140 per barrel. Good heavens. Up from one, the current 120 with gas prices over $6 a gallon. Um, You know, I have a nice big rig. Um, But since my wife took ill a couple months ago and now has passed, Guess what I'm driving? A Mini Cooper, which gets 32 miles to the gallon. My other rig gets 12. (laughs) Oh, well. How much does a Cooper get? 32. 32. That's That's when you're driving, okay, 28 in the city. Well, that's still really good. But if you're, uh, like, driving back and forth to Columbus, 32, 32-1, that sort of thing. Okay. Plus, you can get into parking places easier, I bet. Yes, right? they are more uh, ex- um, accessible or f- easier to find. <laughs> um, baby formula. Yeah, why did that happen? I I don't have an answer, but it would seem to me that that could have been anticipated and the companies would have stepped up. But maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, the article this morning reads, Baby Formula Whistleblower. Abbott and government officials were alerted about possible product safety concerns at the Sturgis, Michigan baby formula plant months earlier than previously reported in nearly a year, nearly a full year before the plant actually shut down. This is according to reports that were uncovered yesterday. Uh, let me just stop a minute. We have a caller, and is that the right button? Where is the right button? Uh, oh, over here. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. 
uh, babies died after yeah. they uh, that formula was used. That's why it became uh, attention to the government. Well, sure. And the company, of course, you know, was not forthcoming, and uh, it's one of the bigger, uh, if not the biggest, formula producer in the in the country. Right. It makes other stuff too, like nutrition bars, and I don't know what all mm-hmm. other things, but. Uh, no, I, 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 I was aware of what you said, and the Sturgis, Michigan. That's, that's one of the bigger, if not the biggest, uh, um, company in that little town. Yep. Well, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Hmm? Going on, a former employee allegedly filed a whistleblower complaint in February of 21. Federal officials previously indicated they received the first complaint in September of 21. Abbott said it investigated the whistleblower complaint but could not confirm the allegations at the time. But the plant was voluntarily shut down in February after a number of infants were diagnosed with bacterial infections after consuming formula made at that facility. Company has said testing at the plant failed to establish a direct link with the case. Well, this news comes just days after the Sturgis plant uh, resumed production on some types of baby formula. Abbott accounts for more than 40% of all U.S. baby formula here in our, our uh, country. And they say the formula shortage will continue to last until just around mid-July. So maybe another half a month or so. A month or so, rather. Okay. What else is in the news today? About 11 minutes remaining in this week's program. That's good. Okay, let's move over to a different report. Oh. I just came across a little item here that caught my eye. Scott, have you ever eaten a White Castle hamburger? Oh, yes. And fries. Okay, so your impression is positive, right? Yes, dandy good. So, I grew up with the guy that's the head of White Castle now. His father started it, Billy Ingram. Billy's the one I grew up with. He lived in Worthington. We participated in different things together. He was a good kid, good guy. I could probably reach out and get to know him again. I haven't done so, but my parents kind of discouraged me from White Castles. They thought they were not very healthy. Nutritious. All that stuff. But, you know, by the time that I was starting to drive and be on my own a little bit, and with my buddies, holy cow, 
White Castles were awesome. <laughs> and even today, um, I like White Castle hamburgers. Oh, yeah. Now you can even buy them, like, frozen in grocery stores and then heat them up at home. I've never tried that because I just can't imagine them being as good as them passing them out the window to you. Yeah, I I would agree with that, too, because I've had them out of the freezer. They're okay. Yeah, but they're they're not whiteies yeah. from uh, White Castle or Sliders, what they're called. But, mm, yeah, tasty, tasty good. The chicken sandwich isn't too bad either. Well, here's the story this morning. I've never tried the chicken. I've only had your basic white castle. Yeah. You can't it's hard to get past the the whiteies, the sliders to anything else. Why do you call them whiteies? I, we always oh, call white, them that. Whitey, white castle. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. We're going to whiteies. Go get some whiteies okay. or sliders. Either one. Anyway, Miso Robotics robot French frying maestro, whose nickname is Flippy. <laughs> I don't know why that strikes me funny, but it does. Is finding its way into all sorts <laughs> of restaurants. In fact, White Castle has decided to hire 100 more Flippies after a successful pilot launch back in 2021. Why? Flippy has proven to boost restaurant margins by three times in the $300 billion fast food market. So robotics, basically, is what we're getting at, is starting to have a role in fast food restaurants that's kind of interesting so so what do these robotics do i mean they flip something do they flip the burgers or bring the burgers out to i've seen them in they've mentioned french fries but i don't know it would seem to me you don't flip french fries well if if nickname is flippy yeah um, you'd think it's burgers yeah that would one would presume but i've seen robots now that actually bring food out from the kitchen to tables. Where? Oh, not in person, but oh. I've seen it in articles. In, yeah, articles and news feeds, documentaries, things like that. And uh, my uncle said he was at a restaurant. I'm trying to think where it was. Texas, maybe? Somewhere around there. And he said one came out. It, kind of, it really surprised him because he wasn't expecting a robot to pull up behind him at, at their table. With their food. <laughs> that would be a little bit of a shock, wouldn't it? Yeah. Say thank you to the server and turn around the server's steel and aluminum and lights blinking. Well, I guess many of you saw on TV last night. All the primary networks had it. The New York Times um, calling it an attempted coup. 
different people talking about the insurrection of the Capitol on January 6th. I did find much of the film that was uh, periodically shown segments of it last night to be disturbing. We are Americans. We're supposed to be um, educated. We're supposed to be well-mannered. We're supposed to be polite. That doesn't mean we can't have beliefs and that people's beliefs can differ. But the sheer violence is what I can't accept. We are a country that allows for different opinions. Some people support this person. Some people support that person. And their manners may be entirely different. They may be identical. Whatever you are allowed to have your opinions. But you still have to act with... I don't think the right word is class, but I'm going to use it. You still don't go and damage and destroy public property or fight. This this whole thing is really troubling to me. And just because you like one person over another person should not cause you to act badly. Now there's some people that say were they encouraged to do so by the person they were supporting. I showed a couple snippets last night where it seemed like it was. But anyway, it is such a tough, tough thing. I really want our country to come together and be strong as it has been for centuries. And work together to make something that the world is proud of. And if that sounds really like elementary school stuff, so be it.
All right, so we're winding up the week, Scott. Anything we should look be looking forward to? Uh, let's see. The Black Diamond Music Festival is today and tomorrow at Hawking College. I, uh, Marty Stewart's playing there. Uh, it is a little bit of crossover from what we play here, but uh, we play. Liz told me we play a lot of Ellie. Uh, is it King? I think her name is. She's a headliner there. She's from Southeast Ohio. Uh, she told me we play a lot of her stuff on uh, Power 105 next door. Also, the NBA Finals uh, Game 4 is tonight. I think it's at 9 o'clock, Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. And, of course, the Cincinnati Reds will be right here on 97WATH and originating from uh, Bush Stadium in St. Louis, taking on the Cardinals. And I don't have... Um my usual copyrights information in front of me, but they are underway. Yes. And uh, I don't... Um, we should get a copy of the schedule in here on the wall. Yes, we will. Okay. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Athens. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. The opening bell on Wall Street as the Dow is down more than 625 points. This as the latest inflation report out this morning finds consumer prices surged 8.6% last month, even faster than April's jump of 8.3%. Bankrate.com chief financial analyst Greg McBride says the Fed will likely have to ramp up its response. Any hopes that the Fed can ease up on the pace of rate hikes after the June and July meetings now really seems to be a long shot. Inflation continues to rear its ugly head and any hopes for improvement have been dashed again. Gas and food prices help drive those price hikes. This just in, the Biden administration is lifting its requirement that international air travelers take to, to the U.S. take a COVID test within a day before coming here. This eases one of the last remaining government mandates meant to contain the virus. The January 6th committee began to lay out its findings during a primetime hearing last night. Representative Adam Kinzinger, one of two Republicans on the committee, says the evidence shows how close the country came to losing its democracy. What's most important to me at this moment is to make sure that the vast majority of Americans understand that the country's at threat. People are picking sides right now on what side of history they want to be judged on.